This Advent season, we are in a series called Christmas Presents, and there's nothing like going into a sermon, Rafe, and filling his presence. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Leah. Our sweet little girl, she can sing and bring in some Jesus. Thank you, baby girl. I don't know where you are. Um, and Josh, oh my gosh, what a blessing Josh Urbano is. And Laurel, I don't know where Laurel's at either. Laurel and, and Danielle and Mataku and Joaquin and Ozzy. You have to have a cool name to be in the band though, right? Ozzy and Rafe. Thank you guys so much. Amen. Amen. We, um, I have personally loved this series um, because I think the coolest thing ever is knowing and acknowledging the presence of God. The presence of God. And the great and amazing thing about the presence of God is that it's always been with us. Always. But today is a little bit different because we're going to go from one end of the spectrum to the other. Because on the third Sunday of Advent, we celebrate joy. We celebrate that this beautiful baby that would be King of kings and Lord of lords, not only did it bring hope and peace, but it brought joy. But it's not a mistake that today what we are going to talk about is God's presence in the morning. And that's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. God's presence in the morning. Many of us say the word mourn, and we immediately go to the loss of a person, someone we love. This year, though, mourning was magnified in a whole new way for us. This year, we have mourned the loss of our lives in a way that we thought we knew it, right? What used to be. We mourn the loss of what used to be at home. We mourn the loss of will it ever be again. We've stayed home. We didn't see family much. We saw family change wedding plans. We saw loved ones go into hospitals alone because we could not go with them for their treatment. We have seen loved ones that passed away from this pandemic or other complications and still the funerals are not even normal. So when we begin to mourn the loss of those that we cared about, we can't even mourn them in the ways that we always thought we would be able to. I mean, we all mourn the loss of toilet paper there for a while, amen? And why the entire country acted so crazy over it. So maybe we just mourned the loss of people's minds for a little bit. But that mentality brought us into a place of what is happening around us. What is going on? We mourned the loss of how some of our brothers and sisters have been marginalized and left to deal with it. We've even mourned going through the loss of friendships because we may not see eye to eye politically. You didn't vote for me like I did, so I don't want to be your friend. We can all agree this has been a year that has magnified the meaning of mourning. 
And what makes mourning so hard? You guys know. You know me really well, and if you know me really well, you know that one of my favorite people, and, and, I, and I don't say this lightly because I met a lot of people in my career, but fewer people do I really, really admire like I do Dolly Parton. So don't laugh at me. I can't help it. I love me some Dolly. She does. Who said that? She does. But not just because of her giftedness and her amazing songs, but what she's chosen to do with her life. She didn't chose to say, hey, I'm going to sit on my millions and millions and millions and success and go, okay, let's sit down and have a relaxed life. Every time you turn around, the woman is doing something, raising money for her home, raising money for the fires that took place in the hills, always doing something. And recently, um, I saw a movie of hers, but I also then read an article about the movie. And she says this that I thought was so interesting. And I think I shared this, Donna, with you recently. But it says, grief is just love that has no place to go. Grief is just love that has no place to go. So in our grieving and in our mourning, it has felt like love has had no place to go. We're creatures of habit. We're trying to fill all these areas that we've always filled in our lives. And we're trying to make sense of what makes sense to us. And we've been trying to fill these places. And if it weren't hard enough that we try and we do that every other year, then you take in the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic. And grief brought a whole new meaning for our lives. Losing both my parents has been one of the hardest and the greatest losses of my life. And particularly, like most of you, this time of year magnifies that loss for me. I think about how my mom and my dad decorated their home, but I think about Christmas Day when mom would make a homemade cake and we would sing Jesus' happy birthday. And then when I got older, we quit doing that to just acknowledging a prayer around the table of, God, this isn't my birthday. Even though I have all the gifts under the the tree, this isn't my birthday, this is yours. So I grieve and I miss and I mourn that loss. Because I know that the way it was is never going to be that way again. I know and I grieve the loss because nothing can change 2020. Nothing can change what we've been through this year. Have I seen God in the midst of it? You bet I have. Have I seen God move in the biggest of ways? Probably the biggest I've seen God move has been through this pandemic. But I grieve for friends that have died from COVID. And I've had friends of all ages that have passed away because of COVID, because of this disease that caught us all by surprise. I grieve for my friends who have lost loved ones. When a husband went in and a wife went in at the same time with COVID and the wife comes out fine and the husband never makes it out. I grieve for them. But here's what I know more than anything is that there is joy unspeakable. 
I know that there is a place for grief to go. I know that grief and mourning can be laid at the feet of Jesus. Mourning may stay all night, but the Bible says, but joy comes in the morning, M-O-R-N-I-N-G. We all may be grieving right now, but joy, because of that baby that came, that candle that we lit to, to remember that, That joy may not make us feel happy, guys. We may not be ready to go around and shout. But joy is different than feeling the happiness of what that means. Joy means that my strength, putting one foot in front of the other, my strength and knowing doesn't come from me. It comes from up above. This is not going to last forever. This season reminds us that mourning will not last forever. We walk by faith, not by sight, for we know this is not all there is. Now, right where you are, I know some of you this morning, I bet you've had pictures of those people that you miss. Maybe some of you, though, today look and you go, I miss my job. Maybe some of you today sit there and you go, you know what, I miss that relationship that I lost. Had been my best friend forever, but we didn't vote politically correct, so now we're not friends anymore in a year that was so strained and so hard. Maybe some of you are sitting there thinking about that. But it gets better. I think about Don wore her her uh, blue sweater today to commemorate what we call Blue Sunday. And, and I remember the first time when I was a little girl and I heard the term Blue Sunday and I didn't understand because I didn't know that it meant, oh, I'm allowed even in church to have those blue days, right? And when I found out that, you know what, God doesn't always anticipate me being happy. Matter of fact, Ecclesiastes says there's a time to pray, there's a time to mourn, there's a time to be happy. <clears throat> Excuse me. And when I found out that church gives me permission to know that I'm going to be blue and that it won't last forever because here's the deal, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. For joy came and delivered us from carrying our mourning and our grief alone. Think about that. The best part is realizing that every day, even the loss of those that I care about, even in a way that I don't understand, I know that their story is just beginning. And I know that somewhere in that story is God showing me his love and his grace and his strength to get through so that the rest of my story will matter as well. Maybe some of you this morning, your morning is in rejection. 
Maybe Christmas is hard for you because you can't spend it with your family like you want to. But the joy that God can only bring will give you the strength to get you through. Will give you the strength to understand things in a way you never knew you could understand. So today I'm going to read from Luke 2.10 through 11 if you want to follow me. Luke 2.10 through 11. And it's a part of the story. It's a part of the story that you've read a hundred times, but it goes like this. It says, the angel said, don't be afraid. Look, I bring good news to you. Wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your Savior is born today in David's city, and he is Christ the Lord. See, the antidote in finding where that love can land and where that grief can be is in knowing that it lands in the palm of Jesus' hands, that he is holding it and he is waiting, knowing what we're going to feel, but knowing it doesn't have to stay there, and it's landing right there. Because he says, listen, I took care of that long ago. Look, for I bring you good tidings of great joy. And that's for every single one of you. That wasn't just for the shepherds on the hillside. And you know, the shepherds that he brought that story to, they were just nobodies. Trying to be somebody. Going to tell everybody about Jesus. Did you get that? They were just nobodies. Trying to tell somebody about Jesus. That's all of us. For the joy has been given to you. Joy isn't something you ever have to look for, hunt down, because he hunted you down to say, look, I bring you good tidings of great joy. And it's for you, wherever you are, wherever you sit today, whatever you're going through, whatever you have done, it doesn't matter because this joy that I'm bringing, it's for you. There's nothing you can do to take it away. There's nothing you can do to make me love you less. There's nothing you can do to make that joy go away. Because if you want it, it's right here. Because it's for you. You. Your Savior came to deliver you. You're not meant to carry that alone. So during this season, we press on through the holidays. For me, I've learned that it means something a little bit different because holidays now have new and different traditions that are special to me. They're not the same traditions that I grew up with, and sometimes I miss those traditions that I used to have. But then my new traditions are sometimes way better than I've ever known. But I challenge us all, wherever you are in this time, to look and realize he has brought good tidings of great joy to you. 
and it is for you. It'll never mean that that joy always makes me happy every single day. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to miss those that I love so much this year. And it doesn't mean that every once in a while I'm not going to ask the question, why? But what it does mean is that I don't have to stay there. I don't have to live into that. What it does mean is regardless of what the world has said to me, regardless of what the world has tried to give me, deal me, share with me, even during this season, the story doesn't change. And here's the cool part. The world can't change your story. Did you know that? The world cannot change your story. I bring you good tidings of great joy. No one can change your story. Father, I thank you. I thank you that in my morning, you were there in my not understanding. You were there in my morning of relationships. You were there in my morning of losing loved ones. You were there in the morning of losing relationships, in the morning of losing um, what feels like everything a job, finances, family. In the midst of feeling like mourning what doesn't make sense. All we have to do is look. For you bring good tidings of great joy and that joy didn't go away the end of that night. That joy has been unspeakable and full of glory. It will not end. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.